Oh, I forgot to unmute myself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new show of On The Raider from PvP. And for the people who don't know me, um, first, hi, everyone who's watching. And of course, hi, everyone who is listening, maybe now or later. Um, I'm Marcella de B, a host from the Netherlands. I've worked quite a time for PvP as well. And uh, I have now the honor to host this amazing show it's already really nice to see already people coming in hello um so today i'm gonna say a little bit what we're gonna do also we got two guests oh yeah um we're starting off today with well the main topic of today is community building in the gaming industry uh so for everyone who's in well interested keep on watching or listening uh then we're going to this the second thing and that is my favorite word of today Collegiate gaming community. I had to write this in Dutch how to say this. So no, <laughs> I'm still Dutch, okay? Uh, the third is the future of gaming tournaments for students. And we're gonna see some gameplay of CFX Cryptopolis. And we will have a giveaway by the end. Yes, yes, yes. Um, who I will have today, I will tell you in a bit. But we're starting today with introducing my first guest. I'm going to... Jacob. Well, hello, Jacob. It's wonderful to be with you, Marcella. Thank you. Hello. So um, I'm going to say a little bit about you. Um, Jacob van der Rijn, you sound super Dutch. Um, I, I was Dutch. asking, are, are you not Dutch? I am extremely Dutch, both sides. Really? Proud, 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 <laughs> very proud. Dad, dad came over, dad came over, first generation. Oh, and but okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you don't speak any Dutch. <laughs> I don't, no. Okay. <laughs> I will keep it English then. Um, so he's striving uh, to enhance the student-athlete experience on a daily basis. He's the commissioner of esports at the NECC, an organization that aims to serve the gaming community with respect and is proud to be a safe and inclusive environment. With more than 100 colleges and universities currently competing in their conference, the NEC strives to be a positive home for the col collegiate gaming community see there, there we got the word again <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so welcome uh, first you. question i have um how did you start working in the gaming industry it's a great question and it's uh, not my background i will say that my background is really traditional um, athletics in the collegiate space i've worked for over 20 years in, mm -hmm. in college athletics in in the united states um and and then all of a sudden uh, the physical conference which i wanted to which i was working for said they wanted to start esports um, and okay. i recognized recognized i knew nothing about it um, recognized <laughs> that um, i needed to uh, get some insight get some expert help um, but here i am um, three plus years later almost four years now at this juncture um, having worked in the space to some degree and and, and definitely you know marcella really proud of of what we've done proud to be a part of it um, it's it's humbling I, I say a lot of times and people have heard me say this that know me um, that I have a lot of good friends that I would not have met otherwise um, from being a part of this community. So really thrilled to be a part of it. So that's sort of how it came about. We started esports at the at the conference level, and it just grew and expanded and continues to do so today. Mm -hmm. It's it's great to have you so excited for something like this because it gets me excited because that's <laughs> the thing we want. We want people who are have nothing to do with the industry getting hyped to get into this industry because it's a great one and it's getting bigger and bigger. And definitely the whole part of like the college, I like it because it shows that it's not just, you know, we're sitting at home playing video games and maybe don't, you know, get no respect of everyone. No, it's like it's going to be something that is okay to do and even really cool to do. 
Um, and so you work for the NECC, and what does the organization do exactly? Yeah, so essentially, we are we are a um, you know competitive provider to some degree for colleges and universities throughout North America. Uh, we're we're proud to work with almost 400 schools throughout North America at this juncture, uh, providing. You know, uh, we sponsor currently eight titles. Um, we run basically a competitive split in the fall, run a competitive split in the spring. Um, and and that's sort of us. Uh, you know, I think the thing that you touched on there is um, that the collegiate space in in, in gaming is, is really growing um, really quickly in, in North America. Um, some of it was sort of fast forwarded due to the, to the pandemic. Um, with a lot of schools coming online and starting programs and providing an opportunity for their community or their players on campus to have some sort of competitive organized structure. Um, you know, we were built sort of prior to that um, and, and, and grew and continued to onboard and continue to onboard schools and work with them. And ultimately, the thing we talk a lot about is making sure that each person, whether you are the best of the best on your way to being a professional level player or casual recreational and anywhere in between that you have a first class experience if you compete with us at the NECC. And that's been our goal since day one. That's great. I think there's a dream for a lot of girls and guys uh, over there who are so thrilled to be part of that. And um, what are some exciting eSport events NEC is sponsoring or organizing this year? Yeah, we're really proud of, of the way we do things. We're excited to, to certainly now that the world is somewhat opened up on in, in our neck of the woods, at least, um, to, to provide more lands. We ran a land event in the fall. We will do another one or two at least uh, at the end of the spring semester. But for us, it, it's really about continuing to provide and build that community structure that you alluded to earlier. Um, it's it's treating the players with the respect that they deserve. Um, you know, we, 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 we sponsor this. We offer this just like any traditional sport, right? Soccer, baseball, footballs, whatever. Um, that's how we that's how we work with our community. We're very proud to do so. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm humbled to be a part of this. Um, you know, for us, it's really about providing that outstanding competitive structure week in and week out, culminating with, you know, we have a, a regular season goes into a, a postseason tournament structure, just like you would any other sport. Um, and then there's a championship awarded across each of our divisions, um, across each of our titles. So we're really proud of that um, as we look forward to the future, certainly more in-person events. Um, you know, we, we, we've done a handful in the past. Um, we're excited about that. Um, they, they've been successful. Um, and, and certainly as we go forward, um, we're, we're excited to, to do more of those and be a part of more of those. Yeah. And are you like, you're really focused on the U.S. right now? Um, is there any, you know, plans to go to the other side of the world? <laughs> yeah. Um, ultimately, yes. Um, right now we are through North America. We have a pretty good footprint in Canada, actually. We're really proud of our relationship with them, you know, Canadian friends. Um, you know, we, we have a, a you know a handful of schools throughout, but yes, there are plans. The goal is to expand um, as we go forward um, and, and and become an international organization. Um, right now, we're just working to continue to build the framework, continue to make sure that um, we we can sustain and, and and we can provide that that first class experience that we talked to before we b become bigger um, and and things fall off. But I think the way that we do things, it's really with the player in mind. Um, it's 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 providing that what we hope is a really healthy and positive community. Uh, we have a lot of things in place to make sure that people feel safe, mm -hmm. that people are, are having a good experience and ultimately they're playing, right? It's not just, oh, show up and forfeit central. Um, you know, we have a lot of things to to make sure that they're playing. And and, and I think our structure is built so that um, when teams compete with us, when players compete with us, they have a good experience week in and week out. They have those competitive games uh, uh, that they compete in and they want to come back for more. Yeah, that's perfect. Come to Europe, someone said in the chat. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> We're trying. We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. Good, good. And um, what's the story behind it all? 
Like, yeah. Great, great question. Uh, so the story behind it all is, is such, like I said, I, I come from traditional sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we start, when we talked about starting esports, um, I, I brought on um, who was now our, you know, our director of esports. Um, he came on board and we were really built. Um, he was a player who uh, it was actually a college student um, who, who had played a number of the of the collegiate leagues over here and just said, listen, this is what they do well. And I think this is what we could do a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but we were off and running from there. Um, I think for us, what's really been central, what's been sort of important, what we do, we talk a lot about compete level um, so that it's not just what had been done a lot of times was you're picking two teams out of a hat and say, go play a game. Well, Mm -hmm. the chances of that being a competitive game weren't really all that high, right? You'd have one team that was pretty good or one team that wasn't quite as good or they wouldn't always match up. So for us, um, we we built a pretty consistent, a pretty thorough divisional model um, where teams that we talk again about that compete level, teams of similar compete level were competing against one another week in and week out so that if you had... Um, you know, if, if, if you practice, you did the VOD work, you know, you commun- your comms were good and, you know, you were playing well, you got a victory. And, and if you didn't, you, you, you took a loss, right? Yeah. It wasn't just always show up and we're better than the other team. We, we, <laughs> we do whatever we want for a couple hours and screw around and we're going to win. Yeah. Um, that's what we wanted. And, and, and we really sort of, I think what we've, we've tried to do, certainly since we started this, was take, you know, the, the elements of, of collegiate esports and blend them with some of the more, you know, I guess elements of, of traditional sports with regards to scheduling and structure and divisional model and all those things. Mm-hmm. And, and really for us, it's, it's been about making sure that our community has a good experience. The players that compete with us have that they're treated with the respect that they deserve. You know, we, we, we have game times, you know, all those things. It's not just hey, play a game whenever you can and, 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 and tell us how it went. No, we have, you know, we have semester long schedules, you know, yeah. that are nine week regular season this spring, for example, that move into a tournament structure to paint stun how you do during the regular season. So for us, it's been again about treating our community about our players you know hopefully with the respect and and that they deserve and as a result that they've enjoyed that experience competing with us yeah so it's really like professional thing uh, if i hear it like this wow um before we continue talking about the whole community building in the gaming industry uh i would love to show a little video that we have here uh i'm going to open it and we're gonna look at it oh i was too fast there we go uh, like we mentioned before, with the different desk sizes, um, the, the chair quality, all these different aspects that are really important that some people may not think of, um, Spectrum has thought of and has taken feedback from a previous product, and it went into this facility. And we're, like I said, we're struck, everything is structurally sound. And it blends well, it functions well, it has all the different aspects that we were looking for. Going into the second or a little Okay, yeah, this is exactly what makes me happy when I see all the excitement by the end. So we saw uh, two videos. Uh, they were from your social media. Um, what was the first thing that we saw? Yeah, it's 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 a feature about one of our members at Carthage Carthage College. Um, you know, in in terms of what they're building there, um, it was basically a spotlight video on them about mm-hmm. their new structure. Um, their new facility on campus. And, you know, I, I think, Marcelo, what you talked about is that excitement level. I think you're starting to see schools, especially in North America, begin to put resources um, into their esports program, recognizing the importance that they hold on their on their campus. 
Um, and, and you're starting to see some of these places that are really special pop up on campus and they recognize that they're really community hubs for these student athletes to come and compete, you know, just like a gym or, a, you know, a playing field or anything like that. Yeah, like someone said in chat, Cloverdale's a beautiful game area. Well, indeed, uh, because we kind of sometimes forget, like I have the honor and like the privilege to have a really great gaming room, but there are also quite a lot of students, uh, kids who just don't have the right. uh, the money or, you know, there's no space at home. Uh, all their parents don't support it. There are a lot of ways that they can't play video games at home. So if they have like a place where they can do where they can, you know, expand their, maybe their knowledge or even like their skills. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great to see, to see that, of course. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what we're seeing on campus is that certainly the, the rapid growth of, of, of kids playing um, at all ages, certainly at the K through 12 level over here in North America. Um, you know, listen, everybody every night, you know, I, I help coach a high school basketball team over here. All those kids are playing a game each night, you know, and, and they're playing, they're, they're doing it. So I, I think what you've started to see over here, um, is, is really the influx and the growth. And now you're starting to see, you know, college campuses say, hey, this is an important part of, of our infrastructure of our campus. And we want to provide them um, with those resources. And as you talked about, Marcel, you know, the, the number of, you know, land centers over here that are popping up where even if you don't have the ability or the, the resources, you can go down the street or you can go, you know, to the next town over and, and compete. And ultimately, listen, that's it's a community, right? It's, you know, we I, I played pickup basketball in the park and, and they yeah. can play you know, League of Legends or Overwatch or Valorant or whatever with it with their friends. And it's 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 really cool to see um, the emergence and the growth, certainly. And I think that, you know, I, I, we, we talk a lot about collegiate still being in its infancy. Um, and we're really excited for what this is going to look like over the next two, three, four or five decades. Oh, 100 percent. I'm very excited. And I hope to see you back in a couple of years and that you can say, oh, it's been growing so much. Uh, <laughs> and maybe maybe you guys are already in Europe by then. So who knows? Well, we hope so. We <laughs> hope so. That's the goal. That's definitely the goal. Exactly. So um, we're going to have a little chat about the whole community building in the gaming industry. We kind of already talked a lot about it a little bit. Um, but why do games need a community? That's the question. Like, uh, why is it? And they will say gaming is a social experience, even if gamers sit playing their games alone. Most gamers do join groups of people who play the same game or game genre. These groups often keep their own community culture and ways to communicate with other community members. Let's explore how companies in the gaming industry can build communities for their gamers. Uh, so yeah, how important is the community for NECC? And can you tell a little bit about the community itself? Yeah, it's it's. I will tell you, the word we talk about all the time is our community. It's the most important thing we work with. It's the most important thing we do. We, we devote the most of our resources to that and, and sustaining and, and fostering and, and, and help provide. I, I we, we talk a lot about we didn't create this community, but we really help to support, promote, and, and, and hopefully push it forward. Um, and what I mean by that is, healthy, inclusive, positive. Um, we have a lot of structures, a lot of measures in place to make sure that everybody feels safe. Um, uh, you know, all those things in place to make sure that when you compete with us, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're having a good experience. All those things that we talk about. Listen, you're on a team at your college campus. It's no different than being on any other team. And 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 that's what, you know, that's what you want to be a part of. It's that sense of, hey, that's my teammate. That's my friend. I I play that game with them or I play, yeah. you know, against them or whatever it may be. It, it's, it's absolutely no different than traditional sports. Um, and, and we're proud of that. And, and community is, Listen, it's 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 not. A, I know it's it's the central topic to our discussion today, Marcel. But it's it's really the central word that we come back to every time: is what's the most important thing to our community? How do we sponsor? How do we support? Um, how how do we do and provide for them the best possible experience? Because at the end of the day, building that community and having people have a good experience—that's what it's all about. And and yeah. and you know, for us, it's when it, when a program or a school or a team registers with us, it's 
listen, there's there's a million competitive entities out there that they compete compete in. Um, for us, it's you know after they've played or competed with us for a semester, you know that they sign up and do it again because they've had that great experience. They want to be a part of that community, and it's all those other structures we talk about. You know, and and we've tried to I'll tell you somewhat intentionally. We've tried to break down some of the silos when you work with so many different schools. Mm-hmm. It's hard because you say, how oh, we work with X team or, or Y school or, you know, X university or whatever it may be. But we've tried to share the spotlight on our programs and our schools throughout um, and say, hey, look what's going on here. Now, maybe you're across the country. You don't care. You've never heard of that school. But you say, hey, that's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, the world in which we live, you can reach out. You can send them a Discord message. You can say, hey, I saw what you're doing. And, yeah. and, and, and opening those barriers. And, and, and breaking down those doors is really, really cool. Um, the, the only other thing I would say is that when, when we began this three plus years ago now, the amount of directors, um, the amount of, you know, leaders on campus that would take a call, that would take a conversation or would say, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know about you. I don't know what you're doing, but it sounds cool. Let's talk about it. I mean, that's that sense of community, right? Like, hey, we're all trying to provide the best possible experience for our students. And this is really central and really important to what they're doing. And how do we enhance that? And and I think that's really, really cool. Again, coming from traditional sports where it's a lot more competitive, right? You're competing for that recruit or you have that play or that defense or that strategy or whatever it may be. Right now, collegiate esports in many ways. Now, while there's that still that massively competitive element to it which we always want to have mm-hmm. it's it's that we all want it, we wanted to make it better across the board and yeah. i think that's really really cool to be a part of right now that listen i might not know anybody at that school in idaho or i might not know anybody at that school in new jersey or florida wherever it may be but you know what i, I see what they're doing and i like it and i want to reach out. i'm going to make a call or i'm going to contact that director and we're going to talk about that and the amount of conversations i've had with people the amount of conversations that we've had internally about that is really really cool really humbling to be a part of. And I think the most important thing is that it comes at a place of really love and respect for the players. Yep. Most important thing. And I mean, without a community, you're nowhere. And Absolutely. I mean, it's overall in gaming from esports teams to uh, what you guys do. Exact. And for me as a streamer as well, like a community is everything. I mean, you can do whatever you like, but if there's no community behind it or like a new game, you kind of have to hype up the people because sure. these are the people who in the end will talk about your company or you as a streamer or your your game or whatever. Um, so I think it's always important to read them right and also to, you know, n- listen to them, listen to what they want because you can use it. Uh, of course, there always may be some toxic, toxic stuff between, but you will just filter it out and then you just focus on the good stuff. Yeah, I think we've been intentional about really making sure that, you know, that toxicity doesn't exist, quite good. frankly. And that's obviously impossible, right? I mean, yeah, you there's, deal no with, gaming, I mean so. look, there's, there's, there's no magic button to push or anything no. like that. But, but, but the thing that we talk a lot about is that whenever something like that comes up, we really dive into it and, and analyze it. And, and we talk intentionally about how does that make us a better organization going forward, mm-hmm. right? Like those things are going to happen. We're going to have those instances where something happens. Now, how do we use that to use as a teaching tool? So what happened in this situation? How do I identify? How do we make it better so that in the long run, we're better set up for, you know, that that sustained success across the board. And ultimately, you know, I, I go back to a, you know, a message I got from a dean of students at a campus. And he was like, listen, I was watching our, our team play Valorant the other night. And the language on the stream, it's usually drives me crazy. He's like, I know that somebody was back there making sure that things weren't getting through the, the Twitch filters and all that stuff. And we know how clever and people can work around those things. But we have a team that's monitoring that stuff. We, we make sure that stuff doesn't get out there. And I, I, we take great pride in making sure that, you know, whether, again, whether you're the best of the best or, you know, just a, a very casual player, you're going to feel safe. You're going to be included. Um, and, and, and it's going to be a good experience. And that's really central to everything that we do. Yeah. And I think overall, it's not a... 
as a gamer myself, I know that when something is intense in a game, I might throw some words out, but like those are the words that are quite okay-ish. Um, but of course there are stuff that you just can't say, you know, or like really uh, bugging other players and saying really bad words to them. That's a different thing than like, you know, you're getting shot by something and you're like sh saying <laughs> one, ooh, a fudge uh, word, then it's okay. But if you're going to be very mean to each other, because that you see a lot with videos on TikTok and such from, from girls that are playing uh, Call of Duty, uh, the other team or teammate, they hear that they're a girl and directly go full on. Um, so I think it's good that people and, and, you know, overall kids have to learn that it's not okay to be mean to each other in in any way, like normally, but also not in gaming. Exactly right. And I think that that's, you know, uh, we're not going to fix that problem as you talked about, but I think that if you're intentional about identifying and, and paying attention to it, yeah. that, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat, you know, it's some of it's trash talk. You're absolutely yeah. right. Right. I mean, some of it's no different than anything else that goes out there. Like, yeah, I got you like that type of stuff uh, mm -hmm. to an nth degree. But I think in this case, making sure that people, we know what the line is, um, making sure that people feel safe. They understand, Hey, you know, that wasn't a, that wasn't a dig at me personally. That was exciting because they did something good in the game or, you yeah. know, they scored a goal or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it, it wasn't directed at me personally and, and making sure that line isn't crossed is, is, is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you guys are monitoring it as much as you can, because like, like you said, you can't do it all, but you will do your best as much as you, you could do. Um, yeah. And how to start if you don't have a community yet? Um, so, of course, I can say a little bit about it, but I want to hear it from you first. So what would you <laughs> say? Like, I don't have a community. How do I build it? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, listen, we're in a unique spot and that we work with sort of pre-existing communities to some degree and sort of bring them together, right, in terms of a school. But, you know, I, one of the things we're really proud of, Marcel, is that we work with a lot of, of schools that are just really student-run clubs or organizations that have really you know, they, they've really started on their own, right? The school hasn't said, oh, we're sponsoring esports. You know, it's been five or six players that have come together and say, hey, we want to start a Valorant team and, and, and we want to compete in this thing. And we're really proud to work with them. And, you know, I, I ideally, um, you know, help foster them and help develop them. You know, some of our greatest successes are programs that started as those student-run organizations and they were five, six, seven people. And now all of a sudden they're 50, 60, 70, 100 people. Mm -hmm. and, and the campus now sees the importance and and, and the decision makers on the campus are saying, we've got to hire a director or two or a coach or two or something like that, you know, to, to help foster and support this community that we have on campus now. So that's really kind of cool. Um, I, I think that sort of, I guess that authentic sort of homegrown feel of like, hey, this started as a couple of kids probably in their dorm or whatever, somewhere saying, hey, let's start this thing up. Um, just like probably any other traditional club on campus to some degree, but you know, this sort of, it, it, it's organic in its nature. Um, yeah. and then ultimately uh, in, in many cases, the school has sort of seen it happen and say, Hey, we got to respect this because it's a, it's a massive part of our population on our campus. So, you know, we, we don't really, I, I don't think, I don't think of us as community builders necessarily, mm -hmm. but I think of us as community supporters in the way that, Hey, that school wants to work with us. How can we provide them the best possible experience, provide them the tools, resources, whatever they need, yep. you know, whether it's using our analytics, our data, our things to, you know, build some traction in their own backyard and say, Hey, look at this VP or president or Dean or associate, whatever, whatever, this is real. And, and this is happening and you need to identify and you need to respect it most importantly. Yep. So I think that's been really cool to work with schools in that way and say, listen, we're not asking for money. We're not asking for, you know, whatever. Come play, you know, and enjoy yourself. Have, have a good experience because ultimately, you know, if, if you show you're sustainable, you show you're, you know, you're legitimate and, and, and you know, you get that respect that you warrant, 
the school's going to pay attention to it. And they're going to provide you the resources you need. And that's what we're seeing is those, those dominoes falling of, you know, starting from five or six kids, seven or eight kids starting an esports club or whatever into varsity and fully fledged programs. So it's really cool to witness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's growing by just doing what you love and, you know, and people Absolutely. tell about it and so on and so on. I think it's quite, it's the same with streaming, you know, like I started streaming myself for like nine years ago. Um, and by then it was very unknown. <laughs> so um, it was really hard to sort of grow in a way of like, oh, hey, uh, telling people like I'm a streamer because they had no idea. But because there was no so many streamers in the Netherlands, um, that that gave me like, you know, an opportunity that people found me easier. Right now, after definitely after COVID, it has been exploding and there's so much to watch that, of course, it's harder to be seen. Um, what helped for me quite a lot was that I was hosting for like Blizzard, uh, ESL sure. and so on. So people saw me, um, hosting events and then they were like, oh, she's also a streamer. That's cool. So then you were playing the game that you were just hosting in a different country. And then you go back home sitting behind your PC and the people <laughs> could literally talk with you, um, while they were just seeing you on the stage, you know, hosting, uh, an esports tournament. So for me, that helped quite a lot to build my community. And I have a lot of people who are. After, you know, I've done that in, it started doing that in 2015, uh, the first hosting for Blizzard. And that was also like, I have still people who are watching my stream daily after those tournaments. So I think that helped me. Um, people come and go, but there's always sort of this, this core uh, that will stay. And I think what's quite important to, uh, for me at least, never feel more than your fans or your community. You know, like be humble to them, you know, be thankful for them and not be like, oh, yeah, of course they're coming because I'm great. Like, that's not working. I mean, it could work. There are some really big streamers who have nothing right. to do with their community, but the community is, is growing. But that has, you know, that could be with really different ways, like maybe really good player or like a sexy player or I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> there are so many ways why it could work. Uh, but um, yeah, in my case, it helped to be hosting. And I think... I'm I'm not like streaming. Uh, it's not my main job anymore. Uh, but I think because I stream like I try to stream like three, four times a week, just like three hours or something. And, you know, like keep the community a bit warm, you know, that they know, OK, I'm here. Let's play some video games together. That's the best thing to do with them. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I think to that point, I, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And, and really one of, you know, the, the, the successful ventures when we began this was we stream more of our contests than any other league in, in North America at the collegiate level. So mm -hmm. people were seeing themselves and all of a sudden, you know, parents and friends and cousins and brothers and sisters and boyfriends and girlfriends were able to watch, you know, as you talk about sort of, you know, originally, you know, a long time ago, there wasn't a lot. Now every game is being streamed in every school, basically within yeah. our conference is streaming most, most of their games, which is awesome. Yeah. It's really great to see that influx that you can find it for us. It's challenging because you say, Hey, we're devoting these resources. We only have so many people watching, but at the same time, you know, they're watching their own school stream or whatever, which they should be. And we're thrilled to that. Um, and, 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 and extremely proud to be a part of that. But for us, in terms of building that community, people just saw us, right. They could say, Hey, what's this? Oh, this team's playing that team. Oh, I know that school, right. I've, I, I my sister went there or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, you, you just sort of checked it out and they were like, Oh, this is legit. This is really happening. And our casters have been great. And our, our, you know, our digital media team has been first class in building that. So that's been a massive effort for us. Um, you know, we're continuing to, you know, be proud to be the, the the collegiate league in North America that streams more than any other. Um, it's it's been a really good thing for us, and mm -hmm. you know we're really proud to tell the stories. Ultimately, it's 
know, we, we talk a lot about we want the competition to be really high and we want it to be first grade, and it is. But ultimately, we want to tell the stories of our people, right? These are these are college yeah. students. You know, these, these, hey, this is a sophomore, and and she's the Valorant captain, and she's you know a biology major or something like that, and she's yeah. also a great player, right? That's the type of stuff which is really cool, and the schools begin to see like, hey, I don't know about it, I don't understand it, but I a, a lot of at the higher up level, they're like, but I recognize that that's Danielle, and 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 I know her, right? Hey, and that's yeah, really yeah. cool, you know. <laughs> even if I don't understand what all the gameplay or the ins and outs or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. And that's sort of that personalization element. And, and especially for the next generation of players, you know, to begin to see themselves and think of themselves in that light and how they have to behave on stream and, and, and be respectful and compete at that level. And all the things we hold our traditional student athletes up to, we're, we're trying to hold, you know, our, 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 our gaming community up to as well with regards to academic standards and game times and all those things and, and making sure that you're eligible um, to compete with us. And, mm-hmm. and that's really central to what we do. Um, and it, but it's been really good. And the stream has just been a good way to, you know, even if it's not the best game of the night or whatever, it's been a good way to tell the stories of our people. And, you know, sometimes the outcomes, you know, they are what they are. It's a two to one game or whatever it may be, but it's the stories about our people. And it's those interviews with those people, you know, after the game talking about it. And and those are the things that we really want to focus yeah, on. Like the excitement we just saw on the video. Absolutely. Like, it's great. It makes me like super happy when I see it. And um, of course, there are some different games that you guys do, but what is your favorite? My favorite's Rocket League, just because I can understand it pretty thoroughly. Um, that, that's a little juvenile, I will say that in terms of that. But uh, being a traditional guy, I can sort of understand the soccer component of it. I, I, I say all the time, Marcel, you can laugh at this if you want. If it wasn't for a score bug on our screen, I would not know who's winning. I wouldn't know what was going on most of our titles most of the night. Um, but it's it's awesome. Um, you know, we have a massive Valorant community, not surprisingly, with the growth of, of that particular title. It's been really good for us. Um, you know, we're up to eight titles that we offer this semester mm-hmm. um you know, we, we've seen rapid growth and you know a handful and then we're proud to offer some niche titles which other leagues don't sponsor because there is that sort of devoted community to smaller titles like a smite or something like that oh, yeah, that's not, not not a huge huge you know whatever title but there's a devoted community that wants to have a really good experience competing in that and we're yeah. proud to offer those things yeah well i mean i think they can teach you some quite some things then <laughs> I, I I'm open. I love it. That's why I say like my, my best, probably my best attribute is that I don't know anything about anything. <laughs> and I'm proud to say that. And I've loved it. And I've learned every day. Um, I've, I've, I've learned more during these last three years than I probably have that, you know, the, the prior 40 in my life. Okay. Um, so uh, which platforms are ideal for building a gaming community? Oh boy. I mean, obviously ours is discord, you know, yeah. that that's, that's the one that we use for our, you know, our central theme of, you know, our central hub of, of information and whatnot. I think that's, that's a kind of a no brainer. Um, yeah. You know, our, our social platforms are good. They're very important to us. Um, it's, it's an engaged community that we're proud of. You know, you talk about the giveaway at the end of this, like whenever we do a giveaway, those numbers are crazy and we have to make sure that it's not a bot or somebody like that. That's oh, just, yeah. you know, searching for searching giveaway or whatever. And then they, they sign up and they retweet or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, certainly the social platforms, for us, we're, we're trying to look forward to the future, looking into things like TikTok and doing more in that area yeah, smart. Um, because that's, you know, where this community is living right now. And we want to, we want to speak to them and, and, and we want to, you know, we want to tell the stories of our people and we want, you know, we want to continue to enhance and grow and continue to support as, as many programs and as many teams and ultimately as many players as we can. So those are the ones that are really important to us. Like, you know, it starts with discord for us. You know, we have over 10,000 probably, you know, uh, upwards of probably 11 or 12 at this juncture. I haven't, you know, checked it recently, but, you know, that are actively engaged and we put mm-hmm. something out and there's feedback and, and, and there's, 
you know, that's the way we, we communicate on a, you know, on a daily, nightly basis with them. And, you know, it's, it's important to us. Yeah. And um, in the meanwhile, oh, um, we have a question. Which platforms are you guys the most active on? What you got, you said uh, Discord. Um, and because yeah, I don't... We're, we're, less, we're really, really busy on Twitter. I say busy. Okay. You know, it's, yeah. It's con- <laughs> Working on it. Content there. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also had, because for gaming. Yeah. So what, do you guys stream it as well? Like the things? Yeah, we stream, we stream We stream Monday through Friday. Um, our, our channel is twitch.tv, NECC underscore esports. And then we have our secondary channel, which is NECC2. All on Twitch um, or also YouTube? Or? Twitch, YouTube, um, you name it, we're there. Um, we try to, we have, you have to put it on yeah, <laughs> yeah, we also we have to. Um, we also have a partnership that helps do some linear programming yeah. as well, which helps us. Um, it's it's um, it's been good for our distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, for you know some of the legitimacy factor for moms and dads that can go onto a you know go onto their TV, their smart TV, and click up a channel and say, "Holy cow, nice. that's my kid!" Right? Yeah, like yeah, that's. Yeah. You know, if they're not, if they're, you know, listen, the older generation is probably not going to use Twitch as much, but you know, if they can, you know, they got their smart TV and they can download a channel and they see their son or daughter play and they're like, wow, that's cool. Right. right. I mean, that's, that's, that's really awesome. So yeah, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, um, and, and you know, anywhere we can be just like anything else. And, you know, for us, you know, we don't lament the fact that we don't have hundreds of thousands of viewers. We, we want to be sort of authentic to the, you know, the core audience that we have. It's also the family. and, yeah. and everything they're like yeah. friends they can say like oh my god i'm going to be like yeah. live there and people are going to watch that and that's okay because in the in the that's not, not the most important thing that you're growing there like it's it's important that you're growing on the college that you can do these things yeah um, and i think for us it's it's important to make sure that we're we're we're, we're making it um you know legitimate in that degree yeah. right you get exactly. to tune in and say hey you know i can watch that game and and, and i can watch it live yeah and um yeah you definitely should make some highlights to put on pvp i think that's a smart idea um a lot of people from B- on pvp are from america so in that way it's it's a smart way to do uh by the way chat if you got any more questions please tell me uh, so i can ask and um also thank you to you i just uh you said i started watching your stream when i watched your host here's the stormer seller the game i love to play and that's awesome yeah, and I appreciate it. I mean, you're still watching my streams. That's super cool. Playing even the games with me. So that's how cool it is that you can go from being just like a host on a big stage that people were like, wow. And now they're playing video games with you. So gaming brings a lot of people together and that's great. Um, well, you guys are maybe having some questions. I'm going to the next thing um, because... My favorite word, collegiate <laughs> uh, gaming community. Um, how does a student start with that kind of gaming? And tell us something about how it works. Yeah, I, I think for us, um, you know, I, I think they, you know, you get to a campus and now, you know, schools, you know, when, when, when students enroll in whatever college or university they choose or whatever it may be, their next path. Um, you know, we're, we're proud to work with them. Um, we're proud to work with teams, you know, uh, across all these titles and, and, and provide them with that experience. But I think for, for them to get on, you know, for them to get involved, it's, it's just, you know, work with us and, and reach out to our team. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I've t- I really take great pride um, in having that initial conversation with a director or a team or whatever, um, and just learning about them. Because one of the, one of the unique things about, collegiate in, in North America right now is that, you know, there are schools with $7 million budgets and there are schools with $7 budgets yeah. and, and we're proud to work with all of them. Um, so for me, it's really been insightful 
you know, and I talk about sort of the friendships that I've built in this space, you know, Marcel, you talk about that, you know, playing, you know, playing games with people that you, you know, saw you and then, you know, that night or, you know, whatever it's, 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 it's a real personal thing. So yeah. for me to, you know, for someone to reach out or for me to reach out to someone and have a, you know, I'm based in, 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 in the Eastern part of the United States, you know, for someone in California or Hawaii to reach out and I'm having a conversation and learning more about their program, what they want to do and what they want to offer and what their vision is and how can we help support that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's really pretty authentic and, and, and pretty important to me. And, you know, like, like I said, I have hundreds of friends just from these conversations and, and I know that, you know, our, our staff, they're really proud to know the players um, through our streams. And, you know, over the course of two or three, four or five semesters, they're on our stream a handful of times and you start to have that friendship. Hey, great job. Our casters mm-hmm. are like, we're fired up to broadcast that team because they always bring it and it's a lot of fun and stuff yeah. like that. So that's really pretty special. Um, and, and, and I think that this is, you know, for, for us, this is really, it, it's an effort of love. It's, it's a passion. Um, but ultimately it's about our, it's about our players and, and how can we support them in, in the best way possible so that they have a great experience. And, and ultimately, you know, for them, it's, it's, it's a path to, a, you know, whatever it may be, if it's path to pro, if it's path to a career in the gaming industry, if they just want to play and they do something else, whatever, it, 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 it's a cool experience. Um, and we're proud to work with such a wide, wide variety of, of students throughout, you know, so many different, you know, colleges and universities. It's great. Like I'm, I'm listening to you and I see how you, you know, when you talk about it, you can see this is also your passion. I mean, yes, you don't maybe know everything about the gaming itself, but the passion you have for this whole project, you know, that you're working on. Um, I think it's great to see. And I think it's really uh, a good thing for a lot of you who have nothing to do with gaming. They found out that, wow, there's so much more. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's really great to listen to you. So I think, well, we could talk for hours, really. Uh... Yeah, one other thing I'll say to that point, I appreciate the kind words. It's very nice of you. The thing that I didn't know, and everybody has the stereotype in, in, in the, the, this mm-hmm. generation of, of what gaming is, right? The toxicity, oh my God, the horrible language. Yeah. Oh my God, it's it's male dominated, et cetera, et cetera. This is such a warm, inclusive, welcoming com- community that it's so humbling to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean that genuinely. Like the fact that I speak to people that I never would have talked to about things I don't know about, but I'm learning about. And, yeah. and, and the fact that they're willing to take 10 minutes and explain it to me and say, have you thought about this? Or what about that? Yeah. Like that sort of like or, organic conversation, that authentic, like community building effort is really, really special to be a part of. And it, I, I don't take it for granted. No, that's great. Um, By the way, in the meanwhile, if you guys hear, bling, that's because I'm not touching my mouse. And every time when I touch my mouse again, it just reconnects or something. So that's why I hear a sound. I need to like use my mouse more. Normally I do, but now I don't. So <laughs> I'm just like listening. So they know funny. what the sound is. It's not your computer, it's mine. Um, I don't see any questions from the chat. So I'm just going with my paper. Um, <laughs> how to build a safe... Oh, Ooh, I heard myself very loud back. Ooh. Uh, how to build a safe and inclusive gaming community for college students? Because you said it before, it has to be a safe space. People have to be, you know, comfortable. Uh, but how do you build it apart from like monitoring uh, the bad words and everything? Yeah, I, I think what we've tried to do, and, and I think this is where my, I guess, my my history in traditional college athletics has helped. Because one of the first things we did when we began this effort was create sort of a code of conduct and a governance structure. Um that we weren't going to tolerate this behavior, that it wasn't, even if it existed, it wasn't okay. So mm-hmm. the, the analogy we, we talked a lot about is that, listen, these schools and these directors, they're, they're very comfortable sending their soccer field out onto the pitch with two or three officials that they've never met. They couldn't pick out of a lineup, but they understand that if something's going to go sideways, 
they sort of blindly trust these people that they'll provide safekeeping for their student athletes. For, for us, it was really putting a lot of those measures in place to say, listen, you might not understand what's going on in a League of Legends game or, or you know, a, a Valorant game or whatever, maybe whatever, whatever title it is, but you can really understand the competing with us. That team can compete. They can sign up. They can register and they're going to be taken care of. And if there's any behavior that you're not comfortable with, that we're not comfortable with, it's going to be addressed and it's going to be handled properly, just like anything else. So I think that setting up that system of legitimacy and not just that that wild, wild west term, which if I had a nickel every time I heard it, I wouldn't be here with you. I'd be in a tropical island somewhere. It's it's really putting those things in place that the community really wants, right? For 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 that group to 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 be legitimacy and all the stuff they want in terms of hey, we want to be heard, we want to be respected, we want to be funded, we want to be supported. Um, just like any other club or program or varsity team on our campus, you know, they, they've got to abide by those things and they've got to buy into that sort of. Mm-hmm. So that's been important for us that, hey, listen, that behavior is not going to be tolerated. You may, maybe you got away with it somewhere else, but you're not getting away with it here. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I think that, you know, some of those measures, those structures in place that that seven o'clock game is going to start between 659 and 703, somewhere in there. It's not going to be stuck up in a discord chat. No, somebody's got to run to dinner. I got to call mom and dad. I got to finish a paper and it's going to start at 839 o'clock. That's not fair. You know, that's not fair to the other team. That's not fair to the other players. It's not going to happen with us. So we've tried to build it like a traditional sport. And I think as a result of that, you know, that, that, that community has said, Hey, this is a legitimate thing. and We want to be a part of it. So that's been good for us. Good. Good to hear. Um, I think this is something that a lot of people would like to be a part of, really. Um, and then, of course, the future of gaming tournaments for students. How do you see the future uh, with this and with these tournaments with your with the students? Yeah, I, I think for us, our, our future looks um, uh, to continue to flush it out and, and continue to structure it, mm-hmm. it in a way which is even better than it is now. And I think we're, we, we come at it from a good place. One of the things, Marcel, we talk a lot about almost on a daily basis is you know, we're better today than we were yesterday. We'll be better tomorrow than we are today. And, yeah. and, and, and that's intentional, right? We, we don't have all the answers. Uh, I'll be the first to tell you that. Um, but we're going to work to making sure that we can provide that, that great experience. So I think for the future of tournaments, um, you know, we, we want to enhance our national championship element, whatever that looks like. Um, right now, we're really proud that each of our, you know, each of our division winners gets a trophy, gets an award to celebrate and recognize their accomplishment. We have about 150 divisions now. So that's, that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um, that they get that legitimacy thing. Uh, but ultimately, we, we want to make sure to get that structure. We want to have more in-person competition that we talked about earlier. Um, you know, one of the things that's been really cool is with our growth, a lot of our conferences now and a lot of our divisions are based more on um, uh, not only based on on competitive nature, but also where where teams are located, where schools are located. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have a, you know, a, a Rocket League division that's all around 2000 average, but they're all within a four hour radius of one another. So we're starting to see some of those games take place in person. And, and, and those type things are really, really good and really healthy and really positive to see. So I think more of those efforts going forward, uh, more of it flushed out, just continue to grow and develop and build. And I think some of that just comes with the maturity mm-hmm. of, of the space, um, of the of the leadership, of the, of the, you know, the directors and even the student. I don't uh, directors. I don't use that word as, you know, just speaking to to adults, some of the student directors we work with are some of the best people we work with because they're committed and they're locked in and they're focused and they're really good leaders on their own campuses. So that's really, really special to be be a part of. And I think that, you know, as we look forward, it's continuing to grow, continuing to provide the best possible experience we can. It's flushing out, you know, all those analytical data. How do we enhance the, you know, on-screen visuals? How do we enhance the the viewing? How do we enhance, you know, the, the competitive structure? What, you know, what makes the most sense? What's our What's our point structure to look like to qualify for nationals at each spring, summer, et cetera? All those things 
continue to just dive into them and just make them better across the board. And we're certainly on our way. Awesome. Well, I think that was it. I think a lot of people got a lot of information. Um, I appreciate it. I think, like I said before, we could have talked for a very long time. And um, <laughs> it's, it's once again, great to see your passion. Keep that going. Keep that passion, you know, warm. And um, where can people, you know, the webpage and where yep. they can find you all? Yep, our best location is is necc.gg. Um, our, our our socials are you know necc games, um, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, um, no, I'm 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 always available. Um, I, I like I said, meeting people in this community. You know, Marcel, you and I would have never crossed paths otherwise. So um, I, I, that doesn't get lost on me. And I appreciate you, appreciate all you've done, and and definitely appreciate being a being a tiny part of this world because it's a really special and and really positive community to be a part of. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love it. I'm. I'm in the gaming industry and I will not leave. <laughs> and the same that's for you now. You're now also exactly stuck in right. this community. Yeah. That's um, exactly right. I'm <laughs> very proud very proud of that. Thank you. Well, once again, I heard my mouse going again because of course I used it. Um <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And um I'm gonna say bye to you. So I'm gonna do a little wave and then I'm going to the to the next guest. So thank you so much, Jacob, and have a lovely day or night or what time it is for you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And there is DJ. Hello. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Thank good you. Good to have you here as well. I mean, normally I would say we talk Dutch, but that's not going to be a good thing for the rest of everyone to listen to. Yeah, it could um, be nice, but the rest won't understand. They will not understand. <laughs> they have like, what are they talking about? Uh, yeah. Because yes, DJ is from the Netherlands as well. And we both have a love for gaming and cars. So... I like this. Um, so we're going to have to uh, talk about today about the crypto policy from CFX. Sorry if I'm correct. If yeah, I say that's that correct. Okay. correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do a little introduction about yourself first. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm DJ. Um, yeah, I love cars as well. I uh, <laughs> I started <laughs> racing last year. So uh, that's where, uh, where we saw each other without noticing. And uh, in our first meeting, I thought like, okay, I that's a familiar face. So uh um, yeah, we have the same hobby, I guess, and um, and we are working on games. Yeah, we we founded CFX Gaming in October 2021, mm -hmm. um, so it's one and a half year, years ago, and we did a big asset sale uh, to get the funds into to um, actually develop what we thought of. And um, we are a blockchain game. Mm -hmm. um, it's what they call the Web3 gaming, right? But um, it's there's still a gap to adapt the web 2 world to the web 3 world so we like to call ourselves web 2.5 gaming because mm -hmm. we really believe in that transition yeah um so um what we thought i was like um i, I think you have the same right if, if, if you have a game and you buy assets these these assets are never really owned by you and won't keep won't keep their value it's, it's always an, in, in custody of the of the company itself yeah um, so what we thought of was like, okay, um, the gamers really deserve to um, own their own assets. So what they buy and uh, uh, and the assets they buy next that fits to the other asset, they can literally build a lifetime value. So after five years of playing, instead of just spending money and losing your money, um, you could just sell everything you bought for a certain price. Um, but how do we introduce that to the world? Like keeping it simple, uh, what, you, what you spoke about to, to Jacob as well, creating a community mm -hmm. is very important because they can be your ambassadors. Um, 
And then we were thinking, uh, you know the game. Um, uh, it's it's a Dutch game, and not everybody outside of the Netherlands knows it. Know, knows it, but uh, Hamo Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think every Dutch he knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and uh, speaking about community, right? That's a community game. Wow, big. So the thing we did is like what we were missing with Hamo Hotel was the need system. So we be taking care of your character to keep it functional. Mm-hmm. Um, and what game does have the need system? That's The Sims. So we combined The Sims and Hobo Hotel okay. uh, together. Yeah. Um, and that's when we started building. And now we are 1.5 years later, and the game is in early release already. Nice. Quick. Um, and we're raising our first equity round to awesome. go to the full release in in about six months. So, uh, yeah, we, we're really getting there. And the partnerships are flying up. I'm even talking to Google Google this day. So, uh, wow, <laughs> that's, well. And that's something you would not have thought about if you were, you know, if someone said that to you a couple of years ago, you were like, well, uh, because like, I'm curious, how did you start in the gaming industry? Like you were always a gamer yourself or? Not at all. Not at all. Oh, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, be, I became more of a gamer once we started with it, but um, 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 I started um, creating my own luxury gyms in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, mo- we more or less started through an entre- entrepreneurship mindset. Um, and we're investing in crypto, and um, we had our own venture, small venture capital, who were also investing in other projects. Um, so we thought of a game and like, okay, it would be fun if we have our own project. And two months after we thought of it, the whole gaming and NFT world just exploded. So we were like, okay, let's get it off the shelf. And what what we we could we could let another another development company develop the game, but why why don't we do it ourselves? And um, even the head of studios of Hubble Hotel is now our head of studios. So we have the guy cool. who. <laughs> was working I mean, on Hubbo Hotel. He, he has done well because Hubbo Hotel is something that everyone knows, I think, in the Netherlands Absolutely. at least. Um, yeah. To be honest, I have not, I have maybe played it like very short, but some people have played for years, if not yeah. still. Years and years. And uh, yeah. they have had very, very loud discussions with their parents while they were calling for credits, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for a lot of fights at home. Um, yeah. So the story behind Cryptopolis, you kind of said it already. It was an idea, put it on the shelf, but took it back. Uh, Anything more that was behind it? Because you took, you know, went for gaming. Um, Why that? Um, So, yeah, um, we we see the transition and we had our network. Mm -hmm. um, And because it was just an idea, it just came out of like, okay, let's just think of an idea and put it on the shelf. So it was there. and. Because the hype came in and we know how to set up a company, uh, we just chose to do it. And um, by coincidence, we 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 still think it's very fun to work on the game and get to get the community in. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like about going from Web two to Web three is the real transition and growing up the growing up the space. Yeah. Um, and I think gaming, especially since since COVID. Um, got real hyped up again and 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 gaming is one of the biggest industries in the world so um yeah if you, if you look for the challenge of entrepreneurship i think this is one of the biggest one we could take ourselves so uh yeah that was a real reason to uh to take that step smart i mean and now you're here it goes very quick so i think you made a right step to do this and um what part of cryptopolis is the most exciting I mean, yes, growing a lot, but is there something that you're very excited about? Or yeah, 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 there are different parts. So we have a business to consumer part and a business to business part. And um, the thing about Cryptopolis, because it has it, 
a need system and you have to go to the gym with your character you have to, to you have to consume food you have to sleep you have to do a job you can even uh start your own company in the in the game mm -hmm. um but the thing is um which fits very good to to what you spoke to jacob about is the community building so it's free to play uh we have a community and we have been very transparent to them since the beginning and mm -hmm. um that really makes ambassadors of them and there are a lot of opportunities um also um for gamers who can um, earn a monthly salary with it. So you can play mini games and wager our token against each other. So you mm -hmm. can win tokens. But for example, if we have an asset sale with only gym equipment and you're fast enough to buy most of the gym equipment, you can fill in your room with it. Yeah. And um, since the other players don't have the gym equipment, but they have to go to the gym, you can ask for a membership, mon monthly membership. So if you're smart enough, you can do, just do whatever you want in the game and everything is possible. And that, crazy. So it's like real life, but then in a game. Yeah, exactly. And that, that makes it so exciting because yeah. you can literally um, achieve in the game um, what you wanted to achieve in real life. And it doesn't matter what age you are, you can still do it, but then in our game. So that, that makes it really exciting. <laughs> in a couple of years, people will be like, I do own a gym. And they'll be like, oh, really? Right. Yeah, in a game. And they're like, huh? Yeah. But I do yeah. earn money with it real yeah. life. Exactly. That's interesting. The barrier goes down. Yeah, 100% um i think we're gonna look at some gameplay um sure. let me go to that um dj there we go i'm gonna play now yeah sure so, looking at your twitch as well uh yeah so what you see here is i'm running in a lobby this is the first spot you get in um and i'll just show you a bit what is what but um i think it's a, it's a bit delayed so um what you see now is the prestige level and on the right is your uh character um character its own fitness charisma you can feel that in the in the beginning and you can really give your character personality by that okay um and you can switch clothes these are all nfts mm -hmm. and the first thing you do is go to the concierge you see it behind the desk and he will give you your first uh, first room mm -hmm. um which is shown uh, by the door on the right um this is your friends list um uh, so friends added you you can find over there and you can visit their rooms as well um, a lot of games have quest lines, right? So we yeah. have quest lines as well. Always fun to do. Yeah, and that's the free-to-play part because you have a silver coins over there, which shows 14, yeah. uh, which you can grind by completing quests and okay. also buy NFTs with it. Um, and these are our boost packs, so the common, rare, and the ultra rare, mm -hmm. um, which show, um, well, the more rarity it is, the more legendary NFTs you will get. Every pack contains oh, cool. five NFTs, yeah. uh, which you can buy with our token. So if you say hi to the concierge at the first user experience, you will get the room. That's the basic NFT. And then you can go to the elevator and it goes up to your room. I already <laughs> have filled in the room a little bit. Yeah. It's a very small room, it but it just shows you what the free room is. Um, and these are your NFTs. You can, you can click build on it. it because yeah, like you can really more money. Yeah, you can decorate it. So for example, if these were the gym equipment, right, you can just fill up your whole room. But I, I will show you in a bit what, what, what the possibilities are because you can expand your room by playing mm -hmm. the game even more. Um, and what you see over here is a very dirty bed, right? So it's a common bed. <laughs> and it takes quite a while to complete the sleep session. But the more legendary your bed is, the faster it goes. Okay. So you, have, you, real, you really benefit if you yes, have a okay. bed that's legendary. Yeah. Um, you can shower as well because at the bottom you see the need system. You see energy, shower, mm -hmm. happiness, social. Yeah. And once the shower is completed, you will see my hygiene go up. And 
if all of the hygiene and happiness, etc., is very low, it's very difficult to play the game. So you have to keep it updated. That's cool because um, then you will come back. So exactly, you have you have to come back to take care of your character. Uh, this is the library. So this is a social place. We like a little bit same as like Haba Hotel, right? You can run around. Yeah, and, uh, I directly do have to, like you said, it's exactly a Sims slash Habo. Yeah, the same yeah, way you're looking at it. Yeah, exactly. It's a real good combination, uh, which we thought of, and 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 like the missing parts of Habo Hotel, um, we added some things of the Sims and the other way around. Yeah. Um, so I was just spoke, talking about the silver coins. Um, here you have the machine. Mm -hmm. If you have 200 silver coins, you can put it in a machine yeah. and then you can spin it and then you will get a random NFT. And if you do it mm. um, often enough, then you can start trading with other players. So you can okay. literally trade five common NFTs for uh, NFTs for maybe a legendary NFT. Cool. Uh, and that's the way free to play users can also gain leveling. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so, so, sil so the silver coins are the one that are, you know, free. Yeah. And then there's these gold ones. Yeah. So the CPOs are token. That's our crypto token, okay. yeah. uh, which you can buy online um, uh, through a, through a MetaMask wallet or on PancakeSwap. Now you're making a pizza. <laughs> yeah. So this is the way to uh, grind the silver coins. So oh, you I'm have to complete now. making a pizza. Yeah. It takes a while, but um, um, and then you can bake it in the oven. And once it's done, you can sell your pizza and you will receive four silver coins for it. Okay. I think um, this is a game that you're really before you know it. It's a couple hours later. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of good an, because I like that. It's still an early release, right? Yeah. So it's just just only this, but it's already uh, there are already people who have prestige level twenty, and I'm only level three. So really? that how much you already can do. Um, okay. And um, the thing is, to, like, um, it's really hard for for people who don't understand crypto to buy tokens, right? So. Yeah. Uh, what we did is we pulled the game or our core is web3 and blockchain but everything around it is is has a web2 jacket on mm -hmm. so i'm going to sell my pizza now i'm going to continue my story after this because i want to show you this yeah so there we go i got five uh, four four silver coins oh, and that goes, yeah. Right now. yeah but um what we did is our, our core is web3 and blockchain mm -hmm. but um the the outside layer which people see is web2 um, so we are using a fiat on-ramp system. So people can sign on with their socials. Mm -hmm. And because our payment service provider is very innovative, uh, people can just buy with credit card or, or with Ideal or with a bank transfer. Yeah, is there an H? Uh, because yeah. of course it, we're talking about maybe money. So kids can play this, but also then that's with the silver coins. But if they yeah. want really the CPO ones, then yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So that's that's something we, we, we try to achieve and we... Uh, Really know it's a difficult oh. part, but you, oh, yeah, you believe yeah. in the transition. Yeah, it's eating a banana. Yeah, and <laughs> oh. I need to fix you because uh, we have. Uh, oh, oh, take your time. So in the meanwhile, I am trying to fix this, everyone. Yeah, just fix it. I'll just run through the game a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just keep on talking. Yeah, I need sure. To get you back because that's when someone leaves, then you're gone. Now I can see myself talking. Hello. Not to worry. Okay, you're oh, back. You're oh. almost back. Almost. Almost back. Trying to capture you. You are literally in the middle of the screen now. Sorry. Yeah, me. I think Jacob left, right? Yeah, he left. Okay, sure. No worries. This is quite hard to do, everyone. If you're like midstream, 
I had it perfectly, perfectly done. <laughs> it's almost there. Yeah, almost. Okay. And meanwhile, I almost have it. Yeah, that's weird. So I'm also going to show the business to business side for, for example, for influencers. Yeah. What you see now is he, the, the guy you see over there, the other character is an influencer who is working for us. Yeah. And this is literally a copy of his apartment. Okay. Oh, nice. So it's a cross marketing thing because we can add all of his channels to it. So yeah. if we have a big community in the future, um, then we will show his channels. And if he creates videos, he can show us to their community. And so that's the way we do the cross marketing as well. Yeah, and. Sure. Uh, that's also something we can do with business to business. For example, if you take Nike, if they have a special uh, special edition for a shoe, you can literally cre create a shop in a shopping mall, yeah. uh, which is Nike. So it's it's a web shop, but it looks like a mall. You could go there with your character. Smart. And then you can buy the shoe and put it on your character and re receive the real life asset at home as well. Um, so there's a real, real interesting business to business side um, um, to it as well. Yeah. Well, uh, it looks really fun. Uh, what do you guys think in the chat? Is this something you would like to play yourself? Or um, and I mean, we have already in the uh, in the chat as well uh, uh, the website cryptopolisgame.com, also Twitter cryptopolisgame, and we got your Twitter as well. DJ yeah. low underscore CFX. It uh, looks fun. Yep, it indeed looks really fun. Um, I totally got distracted by <laughs> by fixing the cameras but i already fixed no it on time uh in this i think period. we were able to show everybody uh what, what it looks like right so uh, i think that's a good thing and yeah and since the link is in there as well people can start playing it themselves if they know how to use a metamask wallet like the fiat on-ramp system to make it very easy to play the game straight away will be uh, right in the summer or right after the summer yeah um, and uh, make sure to check out the website because two weeks ago we launched our um, experience website and that's very cool as well. Yeah, and next to that, um, we also have a giveaway going on. Yeah. And it's a five-time Cryptopolis Common Booster Pack. So uh, that is interesting. So what you have to do is to participate in this. Uh, follow at Cryptopolis Game Plus uh, PvP Game Hub on Twitter. Uh, share one of the posts about on the Raider live show with the hashtag uh, hashtag Cryptopolis and hashtag PvP Game Hub. So if you want to make a chance to win one of those five Cryptopolis common booster packs, definitely do that because I think that's really cool if you already start with something. And you said five common items you can trade, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. So if you five got five, uh, you can change. You can trade one common item, but. Uh, I don't to think higher... if somebody has a legendary, it would, uh, it would trade it for one common. Yeah, no, but, I uh, don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> be smart enough and uh, maybe you will uh, we'll, uh, we'll get some legendary NFTs as well. Yeah. Well, with that said, I want to thank you as well for being a guest today. Sure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. Thank you. And uh, we probably will see each other in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we'll see, we'll see each other on the circuit anyway. So, yeah. Uh, see then. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to be uh, also for everyone who's like listening, I'm waving now to DJY. <laughs> Thanks. Cheers. Uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> and um, with that said, everyone, it's back me big on your screen. Hello. Uh, I want to thank everyone for watching again, listening again. 
And of course, don't forget to follow us, PvP Game Hub, on Twitter or PvP app or whatever. If you want to follow me, I'm Marcella V. I'm literally everywhere, Marcella V on Twitch, Instagram, whatever. So easy to be found. Um, what's coming up next? Well, in two weeks, we will have competitive gaming. So I think that's quite interesting. I really like it as well because, of course, I've been a part of that. Not myself, but as a host. So... I am looking forward to, to that show. I uh, hope you all too. And uh, thank you once again. And have a lovely day, night, morning. Depends where you're from. So see you all very, very soon again. Ciao, ciao.